This episode of Startup Project is brought to you by Bear Tax. Bear Tax compels all your crypto transactions and makes it easy for you to file your taxes. Check out Bear Tax. That is B A R T A X. Bear Tax. Hey, Vipul, welcome to the show. Hey, Natraj. Thank you for having me here. So, uh, I thought the first uh, topic that I want to discuss with you is you know, we had a lot of conversations about Unlu and you know what you're doing with Unlu, but before getting into all that, one of the things I we never really talked about, but I'm most curious about is you know, what were you doing before you know starting Unlu, and if you can give a brief rundown on which companies did you work for and what was your previous ex- experience before starting Unlu. So, I I started my career back in 2010, uh, and that that's briefly from a call center. Yeah. I was on TV for a couple of months uh, while I was studying. And then post that, uh, it didn't work out somehow and I moved into teaching for almost 10 years. By the time I was completing, I was doing my whole studies. So that, that's how where my journey started from. And I think working over there and then teaching for like years of time, it, it helps me to understand a different demographic of people, right? I, I taught more than 150 odd students, one to one. Uh, post then, like in master's, I got an opportunity to join the first startup which was uh, called Rootogo, where I joined a couple of folks. Uh, we were starting uh, like back in, this was back in 2014, where we were trying to build something kind of Uber, but for intercity, because there were a lot of hypes over at that time about the whole caps thing, but there was no one who was talking about how the intercity travel going to be, given that India is such a vast country. So we started back in uh, like 14, working on that. Uh, have worked over there a couple of uh, for almost one and a half year before the company got acquired. What is the company called? Rutogo, R-U-T-O-G-O. Got it. Yeah. So I worked over there for a year and a half. I like took care of all the ops, uh, was behind setting up the like amazing vendor chain of almost 500 vendors across the country with more than 10,000 feeds. Uh, before the company got acquired by Exigo, uh, that's how I joined Exigo, worked over there for a couple of years. Uh, over there, I got a chance to handle a uh, lot of things. Like I started my career over there with operations, like setting up the whole ops for caps. Did that for almost eight, nine months, automated it. And post that moved into our trains and flight, uh, looked into marketing piece of it and handled it, uh, the, the whole marketing funnel. And so, uh, like I'll be behind, like uh, increasing their downloads to almost 6x and cutting down their whole cost uh, to almost 50, 60 odd percent. Uh, for acquisition. Uh, that's what led me uh, into making a more exciting decisions of, of like knowing what, what are the possibilities around when it comes to growth marketing, you know, uh, all understanding more growth hacks, knowing uh, how the whole Indian audience work. Because when you, when you talk about Exigo trains, you know, a lot of people out there comes from a tier two, tier three cities, and even from tier one. I think that's the best place where you can learn the whole behavior, uh, behavior of all these folks. I think that that's something which is very, uh, which is a kind of very important piece in my career. Uh, at the same time, I obviously started thinking what my next gig going to be. And I, I was always fond in cricket and cricket, how the are going to work out. And then I always had this thing in mind that if someone cannot be a cricketer, which obviously a very limited opportunity, what they can be. Uh, that was a time when a lot of people are coming as a cricket commentator, uh, Cricket writer, uh, these platforms like Crick Buzz, ESPN, Crick Info, and Crick Crack was on the rise. Uh, so the opportunities in cricket field itself is like growing multifold. 
and with every second person in india knows about cricket i know that there is an insane opportunity lies over there where you can engage the fans you can make them create some content make them use their knowledge of cricket you know uh, talk 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 to it about uh, everywhere else make some money on it um, but at the same time don't be sad about not becoming a cricketer you know and while obviously talking to a lot of experts a lot of cricketers increasing your knowledge so that's where the whole idea of of this started where how one can utilize their knowledge how one can one can utilize their creativity but obviously it was limited to cricket only we built an app uh, have launched it have raised a couple of rounds over there uh, and hit a almost 5 million users uh, before the company again got acquired uh that the whole idea uh, as i told is to engage the fans uh, let them utilize their knowledge and make the money eventually uh, on on their knowledge uh so i had a lot of learnings while working over there seeing that where the whole uh, cac nlt we going to help out like though we had been able to get the cac super low uh, we were doing it around 12 to 15 pesa per download we were like kind of ranking on the top of on on top keywords on, about cricket on play store which gives us amazing boost which gives us reaching a 5 million odd users in hardly a spend of a 30000 odd dollars so that's been the most optimized way of uh, acquiring those users but still uh, the finding the way to monetize them was kind of super super tough uh, at that point of time uh, and that that is what led to a monet- uh, acquisition after almost 2 years of working hard on, on that product uh that leaves me with a lot of questions that because the whole piece is very exciting i saw that a lot of people are joining the app i saw that there is a right path at least because people are liking what we are doing uh but i think the the whole idea need to again think through to see that where the monetization possibilities will be there and uh, that led to me for almost one and a half year of research before thinking out what my next gig going to be obviously in the similar space uh during that one and a half year time i uh took up a influencer marketing agency have worked with 100 odd influencers thousands of micro influencers to understand what their pain points are how they how they are thinking around how the whole creator economy is moving you know where the world is uh, like transferring so see i had this thesis from day one that uh, there is a there is an insane opportunity for someone to make money on the internet and i think that that's how even i made the money right uh, all all the things that i had been uh, able to build till now is all the money that i made through internet so the possibilities are insane uh, and then this covid hit covid again was a amazing learning for us where we realized that in the first 3 months if you see everyone was kind of consuming content right uh, people were playing ludo people were playing hago games spending time wherever possible and then all of a sudden a shift happens where everyone now started becoming a creator they started posting a cooking videos they started posting a dancing videos or what what's not so that's what the idea like this was the thing that we always thought that this going to happen that there is a consumption economy and then there is a creator economy the web 2.0 we felt is all about consumption where the the platform like instagram the platform like facebook twitter came up and people start consuming the content whereas only top 3 to 5% are building the content but now that percentage shift going to happen because people have realized the power uh, that that it have you know you can literally become self employed you don't have to blame the government around that the employment is not happening and you like making a thousand dollars which is a minimum benchmark living in us per month is kind of super easy if you if you do it right so we had this thesis but i think covid proved it again 
and a lot of this creator economy uh, where the creators are moving uh, towards like consumers are moving towards becoming creator learning more about it trying to see how they can make money is actually getting boosted up in the last four five years focusedly in the last two years actually this this whole space seen an amazing spike and that's what led us to uh, building on loop uh, we started with the thesis that we're going to have a uh, multiple models on board uh, we're going to try with uh, Three, four in the initial phase. See which one of work out best uh, compared to the uh, compared to the Indian market. So, uh, it, to to coming to Unlu, uh, what was your initial thesis that you wanted to test out? And because now you have you know uh, Unlu class, and you also have uh, brands engaging with uh, you know celebrities and influencers. What was the initial thesis, and now how it evolved into different products? So, can you talk about what is the initial thesis, and what are the different products now you guys offer? as of the initial thesis was more over to test out that which product uh, given in the creator economy gonna work well uh, how does the fan want to engage with the creator what kind of feeling i as a fan have for the creator right uh, if let's say the fandom is high then do i want to pay for the fandom if let's say the respect is high do i want to pay for the respect you know or eventually where i as a fan also want to move in my journey so that's why we started with launching multiple product we launched onlu shoutout in the beginning where you can simply come and book personalized video messages uh, or you can get on a one on one call with these artists knowing learning or just just talking what you want to talk about and launching parallelly uh, onlu class where you can obviously learn from all these artists so we we launched these three four products in the beginning obviously uh, first couple of products are shoutout and live and then the second product is onlu class which we have built back in november december last year so uh, for onlu class right uh, you know it's it's similar to what masterclass did in us and you have these uh, different artists slash influencers who are prominent in their own field and uh, you're bringing them to teach uh, their years worth of learning or insights and anyone basically can log into onlu class and they can basically understand the thinking and the thought process and the mental models that go into becoming what they become so i'm curious how you're thinking about uh, which categories of influencers that you want to bring and if you can talk about the process of how you go from deciding a category to a user logging into unlu and you know checking out that particular class let's say for example you guys launched um, manoj baj by teaching acting like how does the thought process evolved into what it became to a class by manush baj by teaching acting i think that's a that's an amazing question uh, so like how we think there is a, there is a very simple difference between i being a fan of you or i respect you to learn from you right so we obviously wanted to hit the second piece of it where bring out all those artists which have a certain respect which have achieved the highs in their field so that when they come and teach people take it positively you know a lot of time what happens that you bring out a uh, the tiktok star who have 100 million followers but the moment he or she going to teach you know there is a kind of backfire also right that uh, you going to teach us and all but so that that's a main perspective that how we started with onlu we want to create a platform where everyone who teach is known as a legend either because they came on the platform or because we bring on the platform so that's the idea behind bringing people like a raskin bond people bringing like a manoj bajpayee or a johnny liver 
who have mastered the art of craft, you know, have been in industry from almost 40 years, 50 years, even 70 years with us in bond. So they, they have an immense, immense respect out there. You know, when, when you talk to people that, do you want to learn from him? Uh, there's a hardly you get the answer, no. You know, unless until they don't even want to learn at all. So that's the first thesis. Like every time we go out in the market, we do a research. We first see that which category have a higher searches, which category have a, a space where someone want to learn a lot. And second, we pick out the top few legends in that category, do a search out there, run a poll with the, all the audience, see where we are getting a all like 100% positive response, irrespective if you want to learn or not. Uh, if the response should be positive, like there should be no single active comment. And that's how we ride towards uh, every every people that we bring on board. So how, how does the process of, let's say you decided, okay, this is the criteria with which you're making the decision. Now you've decided that you want, you know, someone like a Manoj Pashpai. So what is the next step in terms of getting that or making sure that ha- that happens? Yeah, so one that... Uh, Obviously, initial phase it becomes pretty tough, but as you as you set up a brand, it becomes quite easy. Like at this point of time, where we are, we start getting a lot of inbound queries. So a lot of artists uh, like they approach us regularly that they want to do on look class. But yeah, when you go on the initial phase, it's all about how you are building what you are building. So uh, having very uh, picky about the artist becomes super important. So in the initial phase, obviously, the moment we decided to manage patch pay. Uh, given that I remain in the market from last six odd years now, you know, so most of these people I work closely with on one other thing in the past. So that's how I had a good close connect. One thing that we don't like to go through agencies, the moment you go through the agencies, it becomes quite tedious because then it becomes more of a commercial deal instead of understanding the value behind it. Instead of understanding when you say the, agencies, you mean the talent management agencies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and basically, you're directly, uh, you prefer dealing directly with the artists or influencers themselves yeah, instead of yeah, going yeah. with the talent agencies. Did you guys face any backlash in terms of you, know, you wanted a particular artist or an influencer but had trouble with their talent management agency? No, not at all. Like uh, it was a few years back when every agency had to add 100 exclusive artists, but now they have the artists, but not exclusive, you know. So very few people know this, but all the top agencies which had to add like the top likes exclusively signed with them, uh, that all trend had went down. Now no one is exclusive with anyone. It's it's very rare that few agencies are having uh, 20, 30, 40 odd artists with them, but like it's not like what it was a few years back. So everyone have their own manager and they don't mind working directly. And in our case, it also doesn't backfire because it's very much like a movie script, right? Till the time you don't, uh, script it out to the artist, it is not going to make sense, irrespective of whom you are doing the end billing with. But the first thought, first conversation should happen with the artist. And then artist should say yes, artist should like it. And if artist likes it, artist gets the go ahead, then getting a final deal becomes super easy uh, instead of uh, going via agencies, uh, having a multiple cut downs in between and briefing your idea, briefing your values. So that's a, that's a kind of another reason we uh, like to go directly to the artists, explain them instead of uh, taking a route and route. So in terms of, so once you, you know, connected with the artist, is there an exclusive agreement that, you know, they'll have to not do this again in another platform or? Yeah, so every artist is exclusive with us. Uh, could be for one year, could be for five years, depending on different, different artists. So in terms of, you know, I was watching one of your 
uh, master classes, sorry, Unlu classes. And you know, they're very well produced as well, right? So you know, you're, you're not from technically production background. So how, how are you making that happen, that process of you know, getting that product in terms of producing it and also scripting it? Is, how much of it is artist versus how much of it is you know, Unlu versus how much of it is uh, another production company coming into it? So uh, again, though I, I don't come extensive with a background having produced multiple movies out there, but yeah, like I had been lucky enough to uh, be in a part in like more than three odd movies, uh, seeing how the things are going to work out, even like spend some money coming as a co-producer. So that's a, that's a very much like an angel investment that we do around there. So that's how I made a very good connect at least in the, inside the industry where I know folks, I know a good directors out there, uh, a good uh, producers out there, like which, which can work for you in a very cheap price. Uh, and that, that's the kind of key, like in our case, we, we don't try to go too high on the price, like we keep the prices super low. Even that, the, the whole quality goes uh, quite, quite on the very high side. So that happens with a, with a lot of connects that you have the inside industry. So this is, this is kind of not known, but uh, if you are not in the industry, the difference of the price that you can literally see is a 10x. So someone coming from out, if someone quotes you one crore for some production, uh, that similar production can also be done in 10 lakhs, depending on how deeply you know about everything, uh, how much you can uh, get things done through your own sources, through your own connects. Uh, that's been the uh, one piece. Second, in terms of how to produce the content, obviously, like it's, it's much, much defined from the artist. Like every artist we produced the content with, uh, they were very humble enough to give us like more than a six, seven days uh, talking to us like almost every day about what it should be thinking out overnight and coming out with more pieces. Uh, so the, the thing that we work on is not to define what the final content flow is, but to define, sorry, not to define what the final script is, but to define what the final content flow is. So for example, like when I go and shoot with Manoj Bajpayee, the thing which I focus on is the thing which I focus on is what are the 10 points that we are talking about or what are the 30 points that we are talking about? Uh, does it start from journey? Does it start from uh, craft of acting? You know, And what are the subtopics in those points? And that's all we, we keep in like it's a three, four page sheet that we have in our hand. Then we go on a shoot day. Uh, artists obviously think it through. We, we had a lot of chat we have before artists talked about it, but we never scripted it because we wanted to be much organic, much natural. And that's how teaching is. Teaching can't be scripted. And then on the on the shoot day, we just tell that like most of the cases artists remember that what the sequence looks like, what are the whole topics are. So they start coming and they start talking very much organically, like they're coming into a class and talking to talking to the students out there. So that's how the whole process of uh, production works. Interesting. You talked about how we are dealing with the traditional, you know, influencer infrastructure or the entertainment business infrastructure. But I want to move on to the market size aspect of, you know, uh, this space. Like, how how are you looking at this market size? So yeah, I think uh, that that's a kind of very uh, like important question everyone asks we talk to. Uh, in India itself, the, the last year spent in non-academic learning had been more than three billion dollars. Uh, in US, it's been a more than $22 billion. 
uh, across the globe, it's hitting a more than $50 billion. Now, uh, and that, that market is something which is growing. Like if you go to someone 10 years be- uh, back, like in 2010, and tell them that, why don't you make your kids a writer? You will see a lot of backlash, right? They, they only want them to be a coder or like tech doctors or there are few, few fixed fields. But if today's time, if you go to them and if you tell them that there's unseen opportunities writing, why don't you let your kid be a writer if you want to be, then everyone is pretty much okay with that. And that's not all. Uh, even the people who are working, who are doing something else at their own career, uh, they also have that creative mind. You know, the I, I feel that creative brain has been the most unused brain uh, in the last few decades. Uh, it's as much about the most technical brain that we, we kept on using. And now when there's a fear or there's a thing like a no code coming in, the AI taking over the all mechanical jobs, and knowing that the mechanical jobs are going down, right? That way, I think that the importance of creativity is kind of boomed. But now everyone feels that it's super important for them to be creative or to at least utilize their creative side of brain. But again, uh, still after knowing that only 5% people are creating a good content, the other 10% are trying but not, not being able to create a good content. The other 30% are the one who want to create a content but they don't know how to start it. They have a lot of they have a lot of issues. They have a lot of uh, confidence issues, a lot of knowing that how to structure it, how to put it right. Can you do it right? How to get the followers, how to how to get the feedback loops, you know, a lot of issues are there, you know. So there is a like there's an insane opportunities out and out there in creative middle creative middle class where you can have the 30, 40% out folks shifting on the internet, becoming a content uh, content creators be it in acting direction, you know, a lot of short movies can be created, be it in writing, you can write the scripts, you can write the lyrics, you can make a song on Spotify, you can have a Substack newsletter, anything like there's a, there's a insane opportunities out there. So what, what our focus is to how to bring that 30, 40% out consumers from the consumer side to the creator side, where they can sustain their living through through content. And I think there is a saying, like even if you have a hundred super fans, you can literally sustain yourself in any country you are in. So are you looking at creating more um, you know, products for creators? Uh, because right now you have shout outs, you, know, you have um, Unlo Class, which is at the really the top of the top pyramid of the creatorship, right? It doesn't really address the middle class of creators. So are you thinking in the lines of creating more products in that section? And if so, can you talk a little bit more about what, how will that products look like? No, it, it obviously does not uh, let the top creators, sorry, uh, the, the middle class monetize uh, when you talk about Unlu class. But uh, if you understand the idea behind Unlu class is to make you take a first step in your journey, you know? So if you want to be an actor, you know, you. It's very much like being in a school. Uh, everyone who teaches you teaches you something, and you don't know how to apply it. You know, so when you come and you learn from someone who applied it, who went in the top from nowhere, there is an insane amount of learning you can do with this class. So that's what idea I had been where we want to empower every creator, every consumer right now who can be a potential creator, thinking that they can also be uh, the top creator like them. So we we bring out all these journeys, all these learnings in front of them and let them learn from it as a first step. The second step is to 
join our communities. We have a communities of writers, we have a communities of actors, we have a communities of directors. Over there, there's an insane opportunity out there where one is helping another to finish the unfinished project. We have a only unfinished where a writer can come and just post whatever stories that they are working on, but not being able to finish it, and the other writers can help them to finish it out. You know. So a lot of these things we are doing, a lot of feedback loops are there where if you are making some videos, you can simply post it over there and you can take the feedback of other actors. So that's a, another piece of it, where the Onlu community is the most important piece that we are building on the top of Onlu class. Uh, and there, uh, because these writers, actors who come in themselves are a certain level of influencer with 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 followers, even a lot of people who have written a books or who have written books both taking the classes. So they then start taking the live sessions. Uh, like you go and join any Slack committees on, on other committee platform. And the most important piece is the people talking to each other, like where, where I as a platform don't even need to know. So they are conducting a lot of live pieces among each other where one is helping out each other, sharing their experiences. And I think all that is helping out to create more creators on the platform uh, than, than any other platform can, can do. Same thing. One of the other things I wanted to talk about is, you know, a competition. Uh, I guess at some point, you know, the space was so hard that almost there were 20, 25 companies uh, doing similar or, you know, a different version of uh, either Unlo class or Unlo shout outs. And now I think we ended up uh, having five to six major, uh, you know, companies and sort of seed to CDC stage, uh, whether it's String, Wish, True Fan, or Front Row. I'm wondering how are you thinking uh, in terms of separating yourself as competition, and how are you even looking at the ecosystem evolving in general? So it happens like when the space is out, a lot of people try to do it, uh, but then there are few players who reach to the next step. Like the, the this is a filter, right? This is what happens like. Uh, you started, there is no filter. You reach at some extent, there's another filter. And then the filter keep happening as you're gonna grow because growing this market is super tough. And once you are at some extent, you have a moat, like you have a moat of having these artists on your platform. You have a moat of having amazing content. You have a moat of users started trusting you as a brand. Uh, you have a moat of like, let's say being just profitable or, or making a company which can be scalable. You know, sometimes, uh, like, for example, if you start a company where you say that you want to give a minimum guarantees to every every celebrities out there to bring them on board, then it becomes very tough for you. Like, then the only way you can scale is to have the next round, you know. And if you don't raise it at the right time, you might gonna die down. So can you sustain it till the time you can show the number, till the time you can raise the next round? I think that's a super important piece. Uh, or like, can you build a business where you don't even need to give MG? So that's a kind of one of the modes that we have where all the artists that comes on the platform have trusted on our product, on our values instead of uh, just coming only for the sake of money that we offer because that's the one piece where anyone can do right here. Tomorrow you raise a hundred million dollars, you might can bring all these artists on board, but the point is, are these guys aligned with the values that you have? So that's been one of the important modes uh, that we have. And from... From Shoutout perspective, I think that's been one place where we uh, grown pretty well because it's a much like an open platform where any influencer celebrity can come join with the platform, promote themselves on their social media, start getting their booking, make money and takes most of the cut. It's, it's well automated. Uh, we don't involve much over there. Uh, 
and a, on a on a class basis i think the kind of picture that we have built is much more on being a legend side of it i think today why every celebrity come to us because they realize that they would love to have themselves teaching on a platform where the ruskin bonds are where the manoj bajpayee or johnny lever sir you know so there's a kind of messaging we had already given in that market that if a legend need to come on somewhere and teach it's on loop it's on loop class so i think that's the kind of differentiation we have from the market and i think we are very very bullish on uh, how to make a sustainable uh, business out from here uh, at the same time grow super super fast uh, like how you can have a 100 classes on the on the platform in just span of one year is it possible yes is it possible uh, and the third thing is obviously how to make make that legendary status like from from the platform that you have one another thought i have around particularly you know the cameo model right in us you know, there's a stat especially during covid uh, i think in 2020 uh, one of the office cast members made almost a million dollars right? that's the success uh, story obviously the model is attractive to influencers because it's another revenue stream for them but i always thought uh, that is it possible you know to some celebrity to get this outlandish success because i still don't see in any of the platforms the a listers and even you know kevin malone is not anywhere close to an a list you know hollywood star or anything so do you see any any of these success stories uh, i mean either in ullu or in general in the ecosystem that really uh, sort of exploded so no i think that's a, that's a very good question that's been a challenge of this industry from day one that would you like to have a tier a celebrities coming on board doing a shout out and it's kind of uh, not a best use of the tier a folks times right? like uh, when you talk about the someone who makes a million or dollars for every post you know so how how great for them to come out and make a 30 second video and not to charge at least 100000 dollars or at least a 50000 dollars or 20000 dollars now how many such people are there who can pay a 50000 dollars you know so this model works only at the scale like a lot of people on uh, the big platforms like like the one in us have made insane money if you if you go and deep down their research so they they did it through by reducing their price you know the top folks came out someone who have a great following but reduced the price to just 10 dollars or 50 dollars and that's what gave them a bulk booking and that's how they made a million dollar out of it but is it feasible for you to keep building a shout out at that scale is another challenge you know if you have that much of time you might not be able to scale your whole influence out there so it's it's a big there is a you need a better balance between a scale and supply over here you need to see that where you can have the best use of your time uh obviously it is scalable for a lot of people out there like someone who made a lot of influencing now possibly have nothing much to do but want to utilize their time through this they can obviously make a million dollar out from here but you don't find again a lot of such stories keep happening uh, at the same time how we track it or we try to at least track it is moreover uh, getting a lot of brand bookings also along so consumer obviously became one piece of it we 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 are never too bullish about uh, a consumer coming and taking a video calls or come consumer coming and taking a video messages because over there the influencers for own following is quite enough 
because the moment they come on board they make their profile they list their profile on their social media they start getting the bookings whenever and uh, whoever they like whoever their fans are so we really don't have to work a lot in that area marketing us a lot uh, because all these influencers come with their own audience and there is no point of going beyond that audience because someone who don't follow them pay for them is a kind of a very low probability uh, so what we do focus on is to make a platform where you can simply attract a lot of brands so we have a more than a uh, hundreds of brands who worked with us in the last nine odd months or uh, 19 odd months of journey where they they come on board they book these people for multiple things and just because it's listed on the platform all the prices are live it becomes quite easy for them to track and manage and uh, and see what the actual prices are instead of uh, going through uh, like someone who knows someone who knows someone you know and then adding a layer of pricing on the top so we big we make it a completely transparent model for any from anyone from consumer to brand to uh, talk to talk to these celebrities but yeah brand being the main focus when it comes to uh, we doing some operations the brand aspect makes more sense in india versus uh, you know just pure consumer play especially in terms of shoutouts think that is something See, it's uh, there in sorry to cut you but it's no, there in us also yeah, yeah. Uh, like 50 60% of the money that the top video shoutout platform makes in uh, us comes from brand you know by selling a by selling like say vouchers and uh, 100000 dollars to a amazon or a a million dollar to a google uh, or or even a small brands where they can actually use that credits for the entire year to get any celebrity doing post for them get any celebrities giving a messages for advertisement for them so uh, i think in uh, us also it's a 50 60% of money that comes from brand itself so it's yeah. uh, it's about how you going to portray yourself as a different study altogether but yeah uh, if you if you really break down the revenues and yeah that that's how it is found interesting i didn't know that uh but uh, moving along i mean uh, you're also one of the few founders who i know um also invest in you know other startups so i wanted you to understand and sort of talk about you know your thesis in terms of what you're investing in what are the sectors you see or believe in right now um that you think are the future see i started uh investing with the idea of learning uh, because when you are a founder you build two startup three startup four startups but when you are like when you become an angel investor you literally can expand that horizon to 20 other startups can see what's happening that 20 other journeys uh, closely and learn a lot from them so that's what the idea idea when when i started uh, when i thought that i'm going to write my first angel check back in back in 2018 uh, after the uh, acquisition of prekinwen so yeah that that's how i like i came into this whole segment to my couple of companies now been acquired by uh, unicorns in india uh, one is recently got acquired by zomato so have a have a great experience on that side too uh, currently when i invest i i see one is obviously in the creator economy that's something which excites me a lot uh, not because i am only doing it but uh, because the way the whole trend is if you uh, i think if if in the world is someone talking about uh anything more than bitcoin then it's either creator economy or the community so i think these two pieces i'm very bullish on to see that who can build a amazing community of the folks uh to make the whole networking super easy to bring the whole like minded people at one place uh 
where you can remove the uh, borders as a, as a barrier to to talk to someone to make a good friend out there uh, second is obviously uh, what all you can do in the whole crypto economy space because my hint is like 10 years down the line the 30% of folks gonna convert into a solopreneurs either making money through the web or the freelancing or just working from a home like uh, for a company but not on a full time basis for sure so to build a tool for them uh, is going to be another important piece so uh, i think these are the two three areas where uh, i'm kind of quite excited on uh, apart from that gaming sports has always been a top so one of the things i thought of uh, wanted to ask is what about uh, nfts in the creator economy space or in traditional uh, influencer space because you know you worked in traditional entertainment business as well uh, are you seeing any trends in terms of nft um, you know combining because india is big on entertainment right um, are you seeing any combination of entertainment combined with uh, nft or you know something what dapper labs did it in the us with nba is something happening in terms of cricket and entertainment and uh, nfts one that uh, i'm i'm still not very convinced on that the market is ready for nft uh, at least in indian market not not for a market for sure we are seeing a lot of great success out there in nfts but uh, with the indian market uh, see nfts and uh, these pieces are going to work well where you have a surplus money right to to spend it uh surplus money with someone who is equally passionate out of for, for artists for cricketers for for their collections right and in india uh, over the time i had been into this space i realized that as and when you start having the surplus money uh, the tendency of having such a insane fan following where you can pay a million bucks for uh, acquiring a cricket bat or acquiring a t-shirt for a uh, 100000 bucks becomes quite low you know so that's where i see a bigger challenge at least at this point of time though it gonna come as i feel as the gaming thing gonna moved up uh, it it gonna come in the picture where i want to let's say have the t-shirt of virat kohli uh, wearing while i was i'm, I'm playing a game in for example any ea sports ea cricket if i'm playing over there i, I surely want to wear a t-shirt of virat and that could be one nft i can buy from from virat kohli but I I see a very low possibility at this point of time, but the opportunities are insane. Uh, undoubtedly, the the possibilities are insane uh, when it comes to digital use of these products. So it's gonna boost, it's gonna boom for sure. Uh, but I think it's still gonna have that couple of years of uh, time in between where one can come and start building the product at least, uh, start having things in place, and uh, the market is parallelly getting ready for it. For it. So we are. we're reaching almost our end, end of our conversation so one thing i thought uh, i'll ask you which i ask almost all of my guests is one or two things that you recommend uh, it could be books podcast blogs uh, that you consume from so uh, in terms of books it's a kind of i keep reading kind of a two to three books a week uh, i think if what i would like to recommend people is one is obviously to work on the whole whole spirituality piece like that meditation is something which uh, wherever wherever you can actually find having a good meditation there is a book called silva ultra mind uh, i'm a kind of big fan of that meditation book so one is obviously can uh, read that and that's a that's a amazing piece of change that that's something which brought a lot of change in me as a person uh in 
terms of podcast i recently uh, one of my investor uh, referred there is a there is a podcast called Bat- battle of businesses so that's a, that's a one very amazing podcast which which literally talks about how uh, the two businesses compete at the same time and it it have all the businesses from the from the ages of like 1980s how the whole business world comes in picture uh, what happens when the nike versus adidas the netflix versus their competitions so i think that that's an amazing piece another amazing piece where which gives a lot of learning yeah it's it's a great podcast uh, i have uh, listened to that one but i'll definitely make sure of that book uh people always uh, you know great talking to you and hope you have more con- conversations and all the best for you thanks thanks so much and thanks for like giving me this chance like this is a kind of amazing platform you're building uh, would love to see how how the more interviews going to come out from here thank you